Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine and today we're getting into the fifth episode of season 1 which is focused on Sid. There's a lot to cover, it's an eventful episode so I don't have many introductory announcements. I'm pretty much just going to get right into it today. I hope you all had a beautiful week and allergy season is definitely kicking in so make sure to stock up on your Benadryl etc as needed. We open the episode with Sid in school. He's looking out the window and sees this older couple who begin to passionately make love in the window. It's sort of a parallel to Tony's opening scene where Tony is flirting with the woman in the window, except in Sid's case, he's not flirting. He's just watching them have sex, which is pretty spot on, as we'll see through the rest of this episode. He's with his family in a meeting with his teacher, who says that he's failed the entire year. His dad, Mark, is yelling at him. We see that Mark's character is very belligerent in that way. He's prone to just yelling at all times. If you've been waiting for me to express sympathy towards Sid in an episode, this is going to be the one where you're going to see my soft side for him. I definitely don't believe that incessantly yelling at your child is an effective way of parenting them and controlling their behavior in a favorable way, but it seems to be Mark's major approach to parenting. Regardless, Sid is assigned a thousand-word essay on the collapse of Soviet power, and if he gets that in, then he can pass the year. So Mark says he's grounded and is supposed to just go to drama class and then come home and sit in his room and write the essay until it's done. Sid is standing in the hallway outside the drama classroom, and Maxie and Anwar show up. This is a very iconic scene where Maxie is dressed as the devil and Anwar is dressed as an angel, and they're on either side of Sid's shoulders. It's very symbolic, and uh, they're convincing him either to stay and go to drama class or to say fuck it and go get stoned, which, of course, he pretty quickly resolves to say fuck it and go get stoned, which I would also choose. Cassie greets them in the hallway and reminds Sid of their date that night, and he says he can't go because he's grounded, and she looks really disappointed and says, well, she'll show up anyway. Now you guys know I'm a pretty unapologetic Cassie fan and will defend her actions even when most of the Skins fandom thinks she's in the wrong, but even in this situation, like, I understand she's been starving herself for three days to get ready for this date, so I think her reaction comes from being extremely emotionally vulnerable and fragile, but I'm also thinking, Cassie, he's telling you straight up that he can't hang out, and oh my god, I am so glad she did not have to experience the age of ghosting because that would have really destroyed her. At least back in these days, you got a solid no to your face instead of someone just never talking to you again, so... While all of the kids are out in the courtyard or park, whatever that is, smoking and hanging out, Tony is sitting on a bench and he sees Abigail walking by. This 
is where the drama really starts for this episode. Michelle comes over and sits next to him and she's just casually showing him some outfits she got. He's very distracted. Clearly the gears are turning in Tony's little brain. We can tell that he's stirring some shit up and plotting what he's gonna do, even though Michelle can't see that he's up to something internally. All Tony says is that she and Sid are invited to his choir concert and that they definitely need to show up. We flash to Sid in his bedroom trying to write the essay, but he has no idea what he's talking about, so it's not going great. Something I noticed is that apparently Sid has a pet hamster. Didn't notice that until this rewatch. When I was their age, I tried to take care of a guinea pig named Nintendo, which did not go well because I also tried taking it to house parties so that I could watch after it, and it ended up getting rehomed. I don't mean that as a euphemism, it genuinely went to a better place instead of dumb me trying to take care of it. So anyway, best of luck to Sid's hamster. His dad comes in, in a rage, of course, and rips the TV out of the wall and takes his stereo so he can't have any distractions. So what does Sid do? He just gets into bed and starts jerking off to a picture of Michelle. Of course! And then Tony walks in on him doing that and just sort of looks bemused by the whole thing. Tony's really fucked up but it is kind of funny. Basically, Tony showed up to tell Sid to go to the choir concert that night, and Mark tells Tony he has to leave because Sid is grounded. After Tony leaves, there's a really sad moment where Mark just looks at Sid and says, why can't you be more like... And it's just implied. He's saying, why can't you be more like Tony? That's a really awful thing to say to your child, so I really feel for Sid. Him being such an oblivious loser throughout the series is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy of him being told that he's such a loser all the time by all of his closest friends and family. So even though I dunk on him for it, I understand where it comes from and it's sad. I really feel bad for him. Sid decides he will go to the concert because Tony told him to, so of course he has to, and he'll just have to find a way to sneak out. He starts getting dressed, trying on all his clothes, and settles on the only clean thing, which is this like cartoon character Mighty Dog kind of shirt, and it's amazing, and so he wins the Bristol's Best Award for this episode, hands down. He manages to sneak out past his parents, who are just screaming at each other downstairs, and it's just a huge messy fight so he makes it to the concert chris is randomly there which brings a smile to my face because chris is just such a joy so sid michelle and chris find a seat in the audience and the song begins and at the end of the song tony kisses abigail with michelle in the audience in full view i just wrote tony gaslighting king fully tells michelle like what are you talking about? You're so crazy. It was nothing. Nothing's happening. This leads to Michelle and Abigail getting in a fight backstage in the dressing room, and Michelle slaps Abigail, and Abigail calls Michelle a horse fucker. The whole thing is so rude, and it's like not worth fighting over Tony, of all people, but 
We really start to see Tony's true character in this episode, which is not that he's just kind of a jerk, but that he's, I would say, sociopathic in the way he manipulates people, and he's just pitting people against each other for his own entertainment. We really see this when Sid comes into the dressing room and is kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? What was that all about? And Tony just goes on this tangent about how unpredictable the universe is and how we're all like atoms just randomly chaotically doing things and it's really chilling honestly you start to see that tony is fancying himself to be the puppet master of everyone in his life and he just does things and upsets people for entertainment this is a big contrast with chris who is palm reading for one of the girls in the choir and he's so cute and sweet Gotta love Chris. Just to add some icing on the cake of an evening, when they try to leave a group of chav girls, is that what they're called? I know the UK listeners are probably yelling at me right now, but I think they're called chav girls because they were wearing like tracksuits and drinking vodka in the street. And they start ganging up on Michelle, saying, oh, you gave us cheek, and... Anyway, Sid takes one for the team and gets beat up again, kind of like he did in Jal's episode. And he also gets pissed on in this one. So just kind of a record low for Sid once again. He manages to hit rock bottom a lot. But another thought I'm having is that Tony was absolutely nowhere to be found to defend his own girlfriend, and Sid's the one who had to defend Michelle because Tony obviously doesn't care if Michelle's getting, you know, ganged up on and beaten up in the streets. Why would he care? It doesn't affect him. Sid makes his way home and his dad starts in on him, yelling at him. And Sid just tells his dad he's a fucking dildo, which is funny and true. He goes upstairs to his room where Cassie is waiting for him, much to his surprise, and she's really mad that he was gone when he said he had to be home all night. I don't really think she's in the right here, but it is what it is. She makes a pretty good point that will be repeated later in the episode of just saying, it's your choice, Sid. Everything is your choice. This is pretty profound, I think. Something we see with Sid is that he and many of the other characters on the show are choosing loyalty to Tony over everything else, and because of that, they're choosing to always be second place because Tony will always make himself first. With Tony, there's a very clear hierarchy of how he views people, where he's at the top, everyone else is below him, and I think Cassie's kind of saying... You can choose to be with someone who wants to be with you. Michelle doesn't want to be with Sid. Tony doesn't really care about Sid that much. And Cassie's kind of saying, wake up, you have the choice to be with someone who really wants you. All of these events seem to shake Sid up a little bit. Finally, it took getting to a really low place for him to start questioning his friendship with Tony. He tries to talk to his mom about it, but it just falls flat because she's got other things on her mind that we'll see later. Sid goes to class. Chris is saying what a great time he had. He hooked up with one of the girls. Of course, Chris is just a bundle of joy. 
Jal chastises Sid for not hanging out with Cassie, which it's very guilt trippy. I can't really say that I agree with them. And even at my current age, if someone told me, oh, you should date this person because they're into you, I would find that very unappealing and would probably prefer my hopeless, romantic, unattainable crush. And that's on attachment issues. After class, the teacher tries to talk to Sid and give him some advice, and Sid is basically like, okay, well, here's all my problems, so if you can fix those, that would be great, sarcastically. The teacher gives him some sort of just be positive bullshit, which, God, I have to have a little moment of an anecdote, which is that I had a boss, and I was going through an abusive relationship, undiagnosed mental health problems, so much trauma, trauma related to the job, and this woman literally just gave me a jelly bracelet that said, be positive, and I've never wanted to punch someone in the face so badly in my life. If she is for some reason listening to this podcast, you're of the devil, and that is the worst possible thing you can do to someone who's mentally struggling. Tony approaches Sid and tells him, hey, everything is your choice. Basically, if you have the opportunity, go for it, which Sid takes and runs with and decides to call Michelle and beg for her forgiveness because she thinks he knew about Tony's plan to humiliate her in front of the whole audience at the choir concert. So Cassie is standing near a locker and overhears this whole conversation of Sid pitifully begging Michelle for forgiveness, which must hurt so incredibly bad. I feel so bad for her. Cassie goes to the diner that we saw her at with Alan in her episode, and no one's with her this time. We start to see that Cassie really has no one, and that's probably why she's really invested in Sid. She wants him to be there for her and support her. I think that Cassie sees Sid's loyalty to Tony in his friendships, and she wants that attention turned towards her, which I don't really blame her for. We cut to Sid sitting at a bar. Michelle comes up to sit next to him, so clearly they've communicated and come up with some sort of plan to meet and talk. And Michelle apologizes for treating Sid as if he were Tony, since they're so close. She says it's hard to not just see them as a package coming together, but that Sid is the nicer, sweet one, and he's not like Tony. We really see how Tony has set it up for both of them to feel rejected and to go to each other for comfort. And it's working because they get up and they're dancing at the bar. Tony is just outside watching. There's a brief cut scene where we see Cassie alone on a bench overlooking the city and she's overdosing on pills and alcohol. And then we go back to the bar with Tony, Sid, and Michelle. I wrote, Tony is being so fucking weird and evil. That's really the only way to describe it. He interjects and walks up to Michelle and Sid and just sort of holds both of them and pushes Sid aside so that Sid can know that Michelle will always be Tony's. No matter what Tony does, Michelle will always love him. 
and he will always be in control of the situation. And it's just so fucked up what Tony's doing. He's really just trying to push everyone down onto the ground and make them grovel for his favor. Spoiler alert, this isn't too different from how Effie treats people in the second generation, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Just something to keep in mind. I think this is really the boiling point where we see how abusive Tony is and that there will be consequences for these actions and he's pushing things so far that eventually something's going to snap back in his face. I remember reading some reviews of the show years ago and one of the reviews said that this is a show that depicts consequences and that I think is a really important point that a lot of TV shows just show people's actions and sort of the immediate events that follow but Skins really depicts long-term consequences. Even going into season seven, we see how their choices at this age affect their lives 10 years down the line, and that is so true. Like, the choices you make early in life, every day, you never know what the butterfly effect is going to be and how you're going to have to deal with those choices later on. So this is really a point where we start to see that. Sid goes to the diner where Cassie had been earlier. He tries calling her, but Jal answers her phone from the back of an ambulance as Cassie has fully overdosed and they have to go pump her stomach. Again, like I said in the first episode, this is not something that anyone should aspire to do. Overdoses have killed many people that I know, and it's not something you can just do when you're upset to get attention or to make people feel bad for you like you're probably just going to die and that'll be it so and just to clarify i'm not saying that's why people overdose but i'm saying in the context of the show that's how it can come across when cassie tries to overdose every time she's not getting the attention she needs so it's all in the context of the show. I'll just say it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And if I sound angry about overdoses, I am because it's personally affected me and I hate that it's something that happens. I don't blame the people that died, but it makes me angry that it's even a thing that happens, let alone I would never want to romanticize it. So that's where I'm coming from. Also, Jal is kind of blaming Sid for Cassie's overdose, which is not really the best, but again, they're young. It just is what it is. Sid gets home and discovers that his mom left, packed her stuff, left the house. His father's just sitting quietly in the living room. This is the first time we see Mark being quiet. <laughs> and... Sid finally grows a backbone and he yells at his dad and says, you're grounded until you get mom back. This is completely unacceptable that you ruined the relationship with my mother and now I have to just live with you. And I think Sid's just hit the wall with how people in his life walk all over him because in every direction, he's just constantly being shit on basically 
And at some point, he's gotta realize he needs to stand up for himself or people are just gonna walk all over him forever and constantly put him down, even if he's not doing anything wrong, even if he's kind of just oblivious and making dumb choices. We can only hope that this will be a turning point for Sid and he'll start standing up for himself in the future episodes. This episode ends with Sid hanging up on Tony, putting the phone down, getting to writing his essay, and actually just banging it out because he realizes power and manipulation is the topic of the essay and he's got a lot of experience dealing with that at this point. It's a really jam-packed episode so I'm happy that I was able to get through everything in a timely fashion and there's just going to be more and more happening. We're ramping up. I'm happy to be through the initial introductions of the characters for the most part. Next week is Maxi and Anwar, so we'll get their backstory, which will be really good. And then we're getting into the end of season one after that. Like there's, I think, just Effie and then the everyone episode. So we're really powering through. It's exciting. I'm starting to get more uh, impassioned talking about things and makes me a little bit nervous to get into the really heavy drama coming up in season two, but hopefully you guys will tolerate my hot takes and either agree with me or not. That's fine. I'm just happy to be having these conversations with you guys in the YouTube comments, on the Reddit threads. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next Friday. Be sure to check out the Instagram at oh wow the podcast, and I'll be posting this episode on the Reddit r slash skins TV. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye.